When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Tuesday Trots Life with Jason Bonington. You certainly are. We just chatted with Paul Rouse and uh, he's got a smile on his face. So the key is with the bomb, back to the bomb, it doesn't actually have to be 27 degrees on Saturday night as long as they predict it to be 27 degrees because people will turn up if they think it's going to be beautiful weather. And it probably will be. Uh, And 27 in Ballarat feels like about 25. It's beautiful. Now... Special guest and a man very well known to the audience here at SEN Track. He's on the line, seven-time Hunter Cup winner, Anthony Butt. How are you, Ants? Yeah, good, Jase. Thanks. How have you found your way to – I don't know how you do it. Do you wake up and just think, I'm, a, I'm just a very lucky – I find myself in the right place at the right time. Here you are, all of a sudden now on the cusp, maybe, maybe, of another Hunter Cup win. We've got to get through the Ballarat Cup first, but um, pinch the drive on rock and roll, do, and – uh, you know how good he can beat his best. It's just a matter of getting to the bottom of what happened at Bendigo and and turning him around, which um, I'm sure we're well on the way to doing. Yeah, I think so, Ghost. Yeah, luck, obviously very lucky to get the drive through mixed misfortune, but, you know, that's a racing game. You have uh, good luck and bad luck. So, um, but no, I've been happy with his trial. The other night at Geelong was really good. Was, he really showed some speed and his manners were good and, I've been down a mix of work him a couple of times since then, and um, no, he seems a hundred percent. So, no, I think that was just a bit of a blip on the radar, and uh, hopefully, it's uh, onwards and upwards from here. Well, he, he, he trolled sensationally prior to that. It, we was just, I mean, the, as you know, Ants, you know what harness racing is like. You know what racing is like. On course, there were nine thousand three hundred and twenty-six conspiracy theories about what had gone down, and he this happened and that happened, but. Ultimately, if he's come out and tried again well and you've been happy with him, um, it might have just been one of those oddities. He, ju- he just seemed like he wasn't in the mood. Not like he totally choked down, because they don't normally do that when they totally choke down, do they? But just blocked off his airways enough that he, he couldn't go. That's right, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, just I'm only getting a second hand from Mick, but he, that's what he seemed to think. And obviously, um, you know, he's got a great regard for the horse's welfare and safety, so he probably thought, well, when... When he started to, you know, make some noises or something, that kind of thing, we give an indication that he is starting to choke down, that he, he probably took the conservative approach and, um, you know, looked to pull him out of the race to be safe. And uh, didn't work out very good for him, but uh, at least the horse was fine. The only thing about this horse is he's, um, I wouldn't mind you giving me a couple of others through uh, your long and storied career that are, are, you know, quirky to that degree because. Even when you when you've sat behind him in the trial, what 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 have you felt? I mean, he he throws his head to one side. He's a little bit ungainly. He puts in a stutter step every now and then. He's but he's this amazingly uh, talented horse with this huge engine. But he is quirky. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he has got his um, you know his quirks or you know faults you could say, but uh, he makes up for it with other things. But yeah, you know we know he's probably not the, the fastest off the gate yet. He got crossed reasonably easy the other night by the looks of things, and um, so the draw is going to be a little bit tricky if the emergency doesn't get in. But yeah, he just flops around, does his own thing. He wants to get in at times and out at times. And um, but yeah, that's just him, and you just got to go with him. 
All right, so um, the draw, let's take interest free out of the equation. I was m- mentioning before, you know, with good horses in uh, very good races, you always want to draw gate one, <laughs> unless it's rock and roll do probably. <laughs> so what do you think is going to happen here? Number one, um, are you at all concerned that you'll have to do a power of work just to even hold up a position behind the leader, number one? And number two, from what you saw of Cranbin at uh, Shepparton, do you think there'd be any chance that he wouldn't lead lead easily and hold the front? Well, yeah, like, um, you know, Rock and Roll, he can get out reasonably good when he wants to. I think we've seen him lead at Melton there a while back from he drew down low and um, had a lot of pressure from the outside and he did end up holding the front. So, you know, I'm sure he'll hold a forward spot. I'm, I'm not sure if he's quick enough to lead, but... Um, yeah, Cranbourne's in a quick, tricky spot. He's got Torrid St. drawn right beside him, who's awfully quick out. And But, you know, if, if Torrid St. gets across, you know, I'm sure a copy of that will be sliding across with him, and, and then he'll be finding the front. So I'm pretty sure Nathan will want to get out as quick as he can and hold Torrid St. because um, I think if he lets him go, copy that will be straight there, and uh, he'll be marching to the front. So, no, I think there'll be a bit of action early. I'm not putting words into your mouth, Ants, but it sounds like if I'm reading between the lines that maybe... Did Cranbourne look a little bit quicker than you actually think he is at, at Shepparton? Um, was he I made to look pretty, a little bit quicker because of the situation? Yeah, he still got out pretty quick, didn't he? And, um, you know, especially with Torres St. drawn right beside him. Like, he is very fast, the first 100 metres Torres St. But, you know, drawn beside him, and he's going to have to be, you know, two lengths faster than Cranbourne over the first 150 metres. So, you know, I think there'll be a, a, a good... Uh, a good battle for that first 200, and then, um, you know, things will probably work itself out. And, t- and talk us through the copy of that situation. So um, you and Tim back in the day, I don't think there was anybody better at uh, travelling horses and knowing what to do to travel them. Now, for whatever reason, there were probably multiple, myriad, uh, multitudinous reasons why copy that wasn't at his best last time here. But we've seen uh, we've seen horses from you both ways, haven't we, that for whatever reason they just don't travel particularly well across the Tasman. Are you thinking that that previous preparation was an aberration and that copy that will beat his best here? Or are you thinking to yourself, no, I've seen him come over here and maybe he just doesn't like it or somewhere in between? Um, no, I think he'd be fine. Like he, he went to Queensland, you know, a couple of years ago now and, and raced really well up there. So the travel obviously didn't worry him and, you know, obviously, the next time he come back, he he got hurt and broke his leg, and then, you know, as um, you know, as well known, he come back, you know, early in the year off a long spell, and you know, went, was thrown straight in the deep end, had a very hard run first up, and may have just took the edge off him. And um, but I'm sure he's fitted now; he's back to his best, you know, with his New Zealand Cup form. So, no, I think we'll see a different copy of that than what we've seen um, in the spring. It's not. Um, it, it doesn't work out that well for you with rock and roll, dude. But I, I've said it a few times today how good it is to have um, a few of the old brethren coming over from New Zealand again. They're not really. They don't feel like really big proper grand circuit races unless you've got the best against the best, and uh, and the best against the best means we need the Kiwis over here, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely, Jase. Yeah, like it's you know there's been a proud history of the Kiwis coming over and. Um you know, winning or being very competitive in their biggest races over here. So it's always great when they come. You know, we've got Blair Orange coming over. He's just dominated the driving ranks in New Zealand, you know, probably the last five years since Dexter left. So, you know, he hasn't been seen a lot in Australia, but, um, you know, we all know he's a, a world-class raven. So it's great to have him here. And Zachary Butcher's a bit in the same boat. You know, he's a young woods kid. And, um, 
you know, it's great to see these young drivers coming over and, um, you know, trying to show the Aussies a thing or two. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Uh, Blair Orange is it's very interesting, isn't it? Because the sort of peripheral fan of harness racing in Australia that doesn't watch much in New Zealand probably don't know a lot about Blair Orange, but he's he's nearly as revered as they come over there, isn't he? Yeah, well, as I said, he's, he's really stepped up, you know, since Dexter took over. I think he actually won the premiership the last year Dexter was there, and he probably drove Dexter out of the country. But um, <laughs> but he's he's won three of the last four New Zealand Cups, I think. So, you know, that's no mean feat. And, uh, you know, he drives for all the best trainers. You know, Mark Purden puts him on whenever he can, so that's a pretty good endorsement. So, no, he's, um, yeah, as I said, we haven't seen a lot of him in Aussie, but... You know, he'll, he knows what he's doing and he'll find his way around. Looking forward to a beer with him. They, t- they tell me he's one of the best blokes going around as well. Yep, he's one of my best mates. So uh, great he's come to stay with me for the weekend. So uh, great to catch up with him again. Yeah, that's worrying. That's a bit of a knock. I heard it was a good bloke. But anyway, um, there you go. There's a different opinion. He's one of Anthony Butt's best mates. Worrying. Race three for Son. You've got Lady in the Sky first up from a break. Uh, going to be a hard race to win. But how's she going? Uh, yeah, she's first up for a while. She'll need to run a little bit, I'd say. She's in a hard grade. You know, she's um, in that middle bracket. You know, she's not quite good enough for the free-for-allers. And when she drops back in grade, you know, she's either off a mark or gets a bad draw. So she'll probably need a run or two, I'd say. Grace is probably a good race for her on um, Great Southern Star Night. Uh, I haven't watched the trial, so I don't know a bloody thing about Sea Silk for Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonkin drawn one in race four. But Soho Seraphine has just been right around the mark. And... With only a front line here, the gate speed, if you're able to ping across and find the front, so long as C Silk isn't another Emma Stewart trained freak, you must be a winning chance there. Yeah, I think she's really hard to beat. Mick's really happy with her. and You know, she's been a high-class filly all year. You know, she, racing it's the very best and hadn't had a lot of luck with the draws. So, you know, she, uh, all things being equal, she's got blistering gate speed and, you know, she, hopefully she can find the front and she'll take a lot of running down. Baptism of fire to a degree for Don't Care, who's been racing terrifically well, but probably better known as a front of the field horse against what I think is the strongest trotting field I've seen in, well, a very, very long time. This is about as good as it goes. So we're going to learn a little bit more about Don't Care, I think, from that draw on Saturday night. Yeah, he's a high-class horse. I haven't driven him before, but um, got the call up to drive him earlier in the week. And yeah, he's been racing really well, but as I said, he's a new kid on the block and you know, sometimes they just take sort of six months to find their feet at this real elite level. But, you know, he's a lovely horse, been racing really well, and, um, you know, he's not going to be out of it. And has better be the bomb, sometimes this is hard to work out, has he flatlined a little bit or is it just the level of competition that's about where he sits? Yeah, I think he's not going quite as good as he was sort of two mm. months ago, Jase. Yeah. Like, leading into the end of the Minions, he was flying and really went some big races. But, you know, he's had a lot of racing and, you know, a bit of hard racing through the inters. So, um, you know, I thought he was just okay the other night. Um, I didn't drive him. I was suspended, but he had a pretty good run by the look of it, and he, he just whacked away. So, um, yeah, there's a couple of, couple of pretty good horses on there, and as I said, he'd, he'd want to be back to his best to uh, be trying beating them. But in saying that, he's, he, he can do it and just needs things to set up right. The thing is, you would think under the, the, the you know, what you've just said, those circumstances, that driving him conservatively is the way to go from that draw. But I think I've heard you say before, he actually, he's better off when you uh, stand over him a little bit sometimes. Yeah, he's a tricky wee fella. He's getting on. He's uh, like most of us. We all wake up to try to take the easy way out. But he's a lovely wee horse and tries hard. And, um, you know, he, he just needs to sit, race to set up for him. You know, he's probably not one that can dominate a race. So, 
if he gets a bit of luck, he, um, he's always round about it. All right, mate. Good, uh, very much appreciate the chat. Good luck on Saturday night and good luck with rock and roll. Do try to uh, get him back to his best because we know – I still think there's no there's no pace of better in Australasia than rock and roll do when he's in the mood. We saw that in Victoria Cup night. Good on you, Ed. Thanks, Eric. That's been Anthony Butt, as mentioned, seven-time Hunter Cup winner, trying to make it eight with rock and roll do, not this week but next. And he is a regular with Giddy Up, Gareth Hall, and also Jack Trainer. They go through the big issues. So, Anthony Butt, well known to our listeners, and we very much appreciate his time. He is a legend of the sport.